0: Do you ever feel like God is reluctant to hear and receive your prayers? Do you ever feel that God is not interested in you? Maybe you've had this happen with a friend. You email and text and call, but there's no response. You know you have the right number, but all you do is receive silence. Something must be wrong. Now This is Tuesday, March 7th, and there are a lot of people who feel this way about God. Your prayers feel empty, like they're bouncing off the ceiling rather than coming before the living God. We feel that something must be wrong between us and God. Here's our text for today, picking up in Luke chapter 11, but reading verse 5 through 8. Then Jesus said to them, "'Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, "'Friend, lend me three loaves of bread.' A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, He will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Now, to understand the story as Jesus tells it, we need to know a little bit about ancient hospitality. The welcome of guests was not just required of everyone, but it was one of the most important markers for the sort of people you were. To fail to receive people was an insult, and not to give your guests care reflected not only on you, but on the entire community. At the time, there were very few inns, and so people had to stay when they were traveling with someone they knew. Sometimes it was someone they didn't know, but they became someone's house guest. At all, at, if at all possible, of course, you wanted it to be with family. But whomever you lodged with would commit to take care of you, make you comfortable, provide meals and a comfortable place for you to sleep. Jesus tells the story of a man that has his guest show up at night and it's a friend. Also in the ancient world, life slowed down at night. Lamps were few and costly to burn. People often went to bed with the dark and woke up at first light. And this man has a problem. He doesn't have any food for his guest and again, He must do whatever he can to serve his guest, so he heads over to his neighbor's house. Also a friend, that's the good news. But when he arrives at the house, things are dark and the man has gone to bed. You can imagine how it might go. The baby is sleeping, his wife is also in bed with him, and someone knocks on the door asking for help. Who would want to get up and disturb the whole house for what seems like could wait until the next morning? The man groans, and though he recognizes the voice of his friend, his neighbor, he tells him to go home. But the man persists. He's knocking, and he won't take no for an answer. Jesus explains that he finally gets out of his bed to give food to his friend. And we hear this story, and it makes sense, perfect sense. And perhaps this is the way we see God. He can't be bothered to help us. Really, how important could my small need be to him? My request is little more than a nuisance, but Jesus wants his disciples to pray. What Jesus is saying is that our prayers ought always to be offered in, as he says it, shameless audacity. God is not asleep, nor is he reluctant to hear and answer us, so why should we hold back? Why do we measure our prayers and often keep them so small. Who do we think God is? To go back further in biblical history, one day when the Israelites were in the wilderness, all they had was manna to eat, and they cried out in complaint to Moses. But Moses didn't seem see where there would possibly ever be enough meat for everyone in the wilderness. There were hundreds of thousands of people, and here's the scene as it's recorded In Numbers chapter 11, verse 21 to 23. But Moses said to the Lord, Here I am among 600,000 men on foot, and you say, I will give them meat to eat for a whole month? Would they have enough if flocks and herds were slaughtered for them? Would they have enough if all the fish in the sea were caught for them? And the Lord answered Moses, Is the Lord's arm too short? Now you will see whether or not what I say will come true for you. Do you hear Moses? He can't imagine with God coming up with enough meat to feed everyone and to do it for an entire month. But remember, he's dealing with the Lord. Is the Lord's arm too short? Is he incapable of providing meat? Of course God can do this. The Lord used a mighty wind to drive vast amounts of quail into the desert, and the people were overwhelmed by the supply, so much so that they got sick and tired of eating that meat. Now we may laugh at Moses, but are our prayers audacious, shamelessly impossible? Why do we not ask God for big things? We limit God's ability to see to, to what we can see what we think God could actually do, but God can do anything. The Lord's arm is not too short. How big are your prayers? Because I think our prayers reveal who we think God to be, how powerful He is, and how loving He is as well. How much He cares for us. In a sense, prayer reveals our helplessness and how much we need God because we cannot do life on our own. And our prayers are not just for ourselves. The man goes to his neighbor's house, not for himself, but for his house guest. How audacious are our prayers for others? There's so many others around us in need. I often feel awash in needs, needs I can't meet. I feel like Moses, and the needs are so far beyond me I can't imagine how they can be taken care of. But I need to see, they're not beyond God. You see, we received Jesus because we were weak, and God had to save us because we are weak. How much more should this drive us to pray? Let's pray together. Father, help us to rejoice that your strength is enough. You are enough. Help us to trust in you and your mighty power at work within us. We also pray today for others, interceding for people we love and needs that we know so well.